0: Right now, i got a few words for some of our brothers and sisters in the occupied zone. The chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. John has a long mustache. John has a long mustache. It's 12 o'clock, Americans, another day closer to victory. And for all of you out there on or behind the lines, this is your song. Yeah, welcome, everybody, to our Daily Gun Show. Coming to you live every weeknight at midnight Eastern, or... Approximately that time of day night and we go live for an hour and we talk about guns and different topics each day on Mondays. We talk about. The. uh, Activism being an activist uh, motivation skills tools. Community and all that kind of good stuff so tonight thought we might talk about tools that are used are useful for a second amendment act activist in 2022. So some of the first things you're going to need is probably I was thinking phone last time we did this, but uh, I don't know if anybody's got another idea for a uh, more important tool in 2022. I should say we record these live on YouTube each night at midnight Eastern. And people do show up. We had a bunch of people show up, and then we had to restart the show here, so. Uh, Woods is out there. Wesley's out there. Um, I don't know, again, if somebody has an idea of something that's more useful or more important than a phone at this point. But I don't think a phone necessarily has to be a telephone. You, you want to have some sort of a handheld device, but uh, if it's not technically a telephone, if it doesn't have a telephone number and make phone calls. Uh, have service through one of the providers or a carrier Uh, you can still be effective with that Uh, you don't have to even have your own internet connection in 2022 there's definitely things that are possible uh, to use wi-fi use other people's internet use internet at work or school church or someplace where you go and then there's options to have just internet uh you know just buy internet from the uh Provider instead of a phone line, and then use a phone type of device to Wi-Fi over that internet connection. Would you say an attitude and a positive attitude? We have activists that aren't positive, and. I mean, an attitude, I mean, an ambition too. I don't even know if you need that. There's activists out there that are unintentional activists, aren't there? There's activists out there that are probably trying to do one thing and instead motivating people to do something else. There are, well, like I guess I already said, unintentional, but the accidental. But yeah, I hear you. Having, um, Motive, and a, a, a motivation to do the stuff in the first place is definitely a good idea. Now I'm dealing with another bug. <clears throat> no, I'm not because i sick of bugs tonight. A tablet? I don't know. I'm not a tablet person, so let us know in the comments if you're listening to this in the future or as a podcast. There are comments out there. I don't know if you're listening to this. You know on headphones doing work or something it might not be necessarily right next to a place where you can leave comments but if you are listening to this at a desk or at a place where you've got a phone there where you can leave comments feel free to use the comments on the different platforms Uh, we do these shows live we don't record scripted presentations or productions instead you know we have we participate in live conversations so we encourage the use of the text the comment fields we read them and uh, that way we can use people's insight and ideas in future podcasts and conversations uh so i don't use a tablet that much um i just haven't used one so they're pretty much like what i'm talking about though that idea of having a, a device that's more portable than a computer but uh, not necessarily a phone where it has to have a phone number attached to it and the carrier service and all that. All of our libraries have Wi-Fi in the parking lot. Yeah, there's more and more places that have Wi-Fi, especially if you look for it, Uh you find it. So... Uh, so I guess I was saying there's the it's for the and the act out attitude and having a positive attitude that Woods brought up. You know I'm just sitting here saying stuff, so I get to have the mic again. Feel free to leave comments about it, but uh, I don't think we need we all we have all these we do have some people that are positive, and we definitely have people that only post positive things or when they are feeling positive. Doesn't mean everybody's always positive for sure. But I don't think we have just positive activists. We have plenty of activists who are mopey or uh, skies falling, like you'd say, or that uh, are never satisfied. Or are satisfied all the time, I guess. But, you know, so so we have a mix, and I think that's necessary for the uh, so that we don't get complacent or just assume everything is great uh to try things out and to you know what is that commercial Let's give it uh what's that kid's name? He'll eat it. What's that name? What's the a commercial with the kid and the cereal? Mikey? Try give it to Mikey. See so he'll eat it. You know, you gotta have a Mikey around otherwise everybody's nobody's eating the bad cereal, I guess. So I think a phone is definitely a place to start. You can get information from phone. You can get apps, uh, free software. What about you audit so much for? Free software and, well, paid software, but, you know, useful software that would let you accomplish a lot of stuff, a lot of tools. And uh, being on a phone, it'd be pretty portable. Beyond that, though, uh, I don't like a phone. I mean, I have a phone, but I don't have a bunch of phones, and I don't do much with the phone. I, mean, I do. I guess I use it a lot, but I don't do everything with the phone. I'm much more comfortable on a computer, having big enough screens to be able to see things like web pages or forms or pieces of paper-sized documents. I like to be able to see those in full size, ideally, uh, and a big enough monitor see them, you know, completely. I wish I had a mute on the microphone here so I could just mute every time I'm on. And I guess that's the uh, disadvantage of doing the show in the midnight time slot is I'm going to be tired sometimes. All right. So share things like DC project, FPC social media often. I don't know what that means. So leaving some shorthand notes here, but, uh, so having a phone is going to give you a bunch of tools. Having a computer, tablet, you know, that kind of thing is probably important. Having, um, what else would be a useful tool uh, for somebody who's being an activist? I would say uh, a library, some books, either on uh, electric or real, to uh, do some uh I don't want to call it research, but you know, reading when uh, that mood hits you, or when it's necessary, or uh, some people read uh, often, or some people read with uh, some kind of um, what's the word? Some sort of discipline. You know, projects where they'll they'll do some effort. There's a lot of people that do these uh, self. Um, what would you call it, like a, uh, um, in addition to exercise, they'll do a lot of different challenges and things, self-help, I guess, projects or campaigns where they'll read a bunch of stuff, they'll do a bunch of stuff, they'll do a bunch of exercise and all this. So a lot of times people are reading, you know, those times and that's where it's good to have a, a, a library with some Second Amendment stuff in it. Having a shared common knowledge of what's in those books could be useful there's a lot of websites out there there's a lot of feed you know there's a lot of news that comes through on a timely basis it comes and then goes you know it's here for a while and then it's not on the headlines anymore that stream of information is it's important to some people it's critically important to some people it's Some people do everything they can to rally against that. Uh, So the main thing I think about that type of information is it's not possible to master it. All you can do is get used to where it's coming from and anticipate when it might show up again or have great sources, but it's a never ending stream. Quit licking. It's a never ending stream and you can't do much except get used to the stream with books, though, I guess what I'm getting at with that is with books, with the library, you can read the same books as everybody else. You can be part of that club that has read, you know, whatever the book is. So having a library, uh, not that these books are magic or that the books say everything that's going on, but the books will. There's not that many Second Amendment books for one. They'll give you information that's useful, but it'll give you a common set of information that others are using. So it'll give you some, some insight as to where they're coming from. Again, there's not that many books and not that many people have read them. Um, and then the if information in the books will give you the complete context. So I can't tell you. Uh, there's no way really to, to take. I, don't, I just don't have the ability to tell you how interesting it is to hear or to read i guess something from neil knox in his book the gun what is it the war the gun rights war no the war on guns whatever neil knox's book is that i've been was reading for a while there i was attempting to read it uh as a book on tape or whatever in sections on sundays um so while i was reading that there was so much stuff in there because i have read portions of it before but i'd never read it through so it's a project for me as well as uh, the opportunity for people I might want to just listen to it if they want to hear me say it but the content the data that's in that book is referenced many, often and has been referenced many times incorrectly is that the way to say it so by reading these books and understanding the real happenings or the hearing reading the stories for real you're not dependent on people's interpretation of those stories so somebody read the book and what they took out of it gets repeated and gets alluded to and then gets exaggerated or gets summarized and eventually warps into something else completely. And we see that constantly. You, well, you don't know, maybe, but it happens constantly with everybody who references the NRA hates whatever, the NFA or the GCA. People, I don't know where they get stuff. It's it's not possible to know where they get their real, real versions of how that history went down. But that's one of those things that we'd be in a different position if everyone read books. Back in, before my time, everyone, that's all you had was books. So everyone read the books, and then it was this big bragging, whatever, like measuring contest about how many books you have have read. Like how big is your stack of books? How much is your recall on these books? The books were the facts, or at least the books Uh, mentioned the facts or documented the facts tell us where the facts came from or showed us some kind of common information about it that we have so much more than that today that that's evolved beyond that but what we've evolved past is that ability for some people to have all of the knowledge that's in the books Uh, and that you know it's not possible anymore there's just so much more knowledge than the books so I think it's worthwhile to have some of these books in your library and to uh, have read some of them, so that you know we just are better with their understanding today because we have this awareness of where everybody was years ago. I don't know if I'd put the library on where I'd put that in on In priority, though, I just said it first or second, I guess. I don't think it's the most important thing. Having some books in a library is important for some people, for sure. And if you've got an opportunity like you drive every day, you know, here I'd say some people go, oh, I'm not a 2A activist because there's a bigger 2A activist or a better 2A activist. I can't be a 9. I I mean, I can't be a 2A activist. I shoot 9 millimeter. A lot of people will say that to themselves. And you might think, yeah, that's true. But here's the thing. Let's say you drive to work every day and you've got a two hour commute because you live somewhere where that's the deal and you're driving to work and you've got all that time to listen to what podcasts, books on tape something you could your brain then listens to all those books on tape you can leave it like that go to work be selfish with that information just absorb it and then move on with your life or you could uh, do some kind of podcast at lunch. Where you think about the book on tape, and maybe you get a, I don't know how long a book on tape is that you're reading or listening to, or how long your commute is. But let's say you're getting a chapter in, let's say you're getting half the book in, let's say it's a long enough commute that you get the whole book in. Maybe you're a truck driver or something, you get the whole book uh, whenever it's over, or whenever you got these increments, and you've got 20 minutes, record something. It doesn't have to be your final copy but you record something and now after a book is over, you've got these recordings of each chapter. So unless you got some kind of brain like magic that I don't got, you can, uh, and you can, uh, I can read a book and it doesn't mean I remember the beginning of the book anymore. I vaguely remember what was being said, especially if it's an informational book as opposed to a fiction book, a story or something. So having your own notes that you've, Recorded along the way, if nothing else, are notes for yourself to make a better summary or presentation or review of that book or the information presented in the book. And now you as the Second Amendment advocate that is in denial, you take that resource that you've got, that two-hour commute, and you turn that into summaries of discussions, summaries of podcasts, summaries of books on tape. Summaries of uh, radio shows. And you might not, maybe you do put the timestamps in. You might not be able to get the timestamps while you're driving, but maybe you can. Maybe you're sitting on a train. I know people that sit on trains. Some people sit on fancy airplanes for commu- commuting uh, because they're traveling somewhere for like a weekend gig or something. So you're sitting on an airplane for five hours. Maybe you can jot down some timestamps and leave some notes in the comments of a video at the timestamps and then go back and collect your own notes and accumulate those into a blog post or a, a newsletter that goes out and says, hey, here's the the best podcasts or the podcast that I listened to this week, and here's the timestamps of all the interesting stuff that was in them. Is that a service for anybody? I don't know. Maybe it allows other people to do a lot more research. Maybe it creates a situation where people emulate that and start to – do that so that people who are sitting around not thinking of themselves as part, part, participants in the big picture start to use their time like that and now people in podcasts quit wasting their time chatting about idle chitter chatter because they know people are going back and making notes right there's consequence people know that there's people that are paying attention to their podcast maybe they start paying more attention to their own podcast while they're doing them so yeah i'm gonna say that Spun off a little bit there, but having a, a library, having um, a phone, what's next? Uh, Woods is saying I take notes when reading 100%. Bob's out there. Barbecue is saying what Wood said. It helps to read anti-books, Shannon Watts, etc. I like to have Shannon read the books to me, but uh, I'm working on that still. So what other kind of stuff would it be useful to have as a Second Amendment advocate? I'd say uh, an understanding of who the other advocates are, so kind of lay of the land, so to speak. Uh, Pay attention to who else is out there, what their um, areas of interest are, what it is that, you know, what what do they do. Some people play one lane and that's all they do. Other people go around doing other, you know, all kinds of things. Uh, some people just go around shaking hands. Some people, they literally just stand there. They don't do anything. They're just there all the time, and they like to be there all the time, right? So having some general awareness of who all is out there, uh, there's a lot of people, like I say, that we have um, a, a, a large community. We have a changing, you know, there's no barriers to entry to the being a Second Amendment advocate. If you want to be one, you are one. A lot of people don't realize they are one. And are right, and then there's a whole bunch of people that just go, Oh, hot dang, I can put that shingle on my resume. So I'm ding 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 now, I'm a 2A activist. Uh, so I don't know where I was going with that, we'll keep going. So, um, I guess saying, Oh, I guess I was saying that we, what we end up with is we have a lot of these brand new 2A activists, and they go, Well, I want to do something, I want to get in here and be that activist I've always wanted to be or that i see out there and they start promoting everybody well without an understanding of who's legit then you're promoting a bunch of people who are probably exploiting your nativity night na- na- nativity whatever because you are experienced they are exploiting the way you don't know and that's how some organizations even exist colorado 16 million dollars they depend on people who don't know who they are and acknowledge some garbage that they do, very little garbage that they do gets acknowledged. And then uh, what happens is some people see that other people are promoting it. And, you know, the normal tendency is to, oh, let's promote something that's on our side, that's promoting what we're promoting. And that's how the uh, uh, exploiters will kind of set up at the bar. You know, the fair weather fans, they'll sit at the bar when with the colors on when you need them or when you don't need them, actually, when they can see that there's a bunch of people that aren't going to notice they're there. But as soon as the uh, place clears out a little bit and everybody kind of knows each other, they're going to be gone. They can't stick around at that point because everybody knows who they are and they'd be found out, right? So with, uh, with that, I'd say having a, an understanding of who the playing field is is probably a good idea. Now having an understanding of who the antis are that would be interesting. How many people can say that they have an understanding of who the antis even are? I mean, we know who they are when they stand up and say shit against our property or cast aspersions at us or marginalize us. Challenge our right to own property. But aside from the ones that stand up and make a real good living doing that, uh, how do we know who they are? Um is it worth saying that a second amendment advocate should know some of the laws? I think so. Uh, it sounds kind of dumb, like that one lady from Texas on "Come and Talk It" the other day. "Come and Talk It," a radio show out of Texas, yes, yes, Sunday, had an excellent presentation. They had the radio show host and some lady, and that they were the they were the moderators, and then there was. I think six people on each side or maybe eight people on each side. Something like that. It was hard to say because not everybody talked. They had some chairs in a room. The moderator and, well, the radio show host and this lady were sitting there being moderators in the middle, sitting in two chairs. And then on either side of them, with the ca- like the, they're sitting in two chairs put, looking at the camera, let's say. And then on the right side and on the left side, there's like six or eight chairs with people sitting in them. And microphone. And then... Uh, They went live for the radio show for an hour. Maybe it was two hours. I think it was two hours. It went pretty quick. And they went around and just addressed different things and let the antis go weird and let the pro-gun people say their weird things. And, you know, a bunch of people didn't change each other's minds. But it was interesting to see a bunch of people sit in a room together. And uh, that was on the Come and Talk It uh, radio show yesterday. So I guess I'm using that as an example because there was a point at which this lady, who is a, some sort of representative, unfortunately, elected representative, stood up and said something to the effect of, well, you know the online sales. And then she said something like, the, the one website that you can go online and you can just buy guns across state lines and, or over the internet or whatever, she said. And you know, without any kind of background checks, that's that's the kind of, that's how the criminals get their guns. And then, um, somebody had said something about how that doesn't really happen, and that it really goes to a forty-four seventy-three, and that the sites are well aware of criminal activity and they prevent it from happening. And then she sort of said, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." So later on in the show. Uh, They started asking all the people in the room who hadn't really said anything if they had anything to say. And this one kid gets the mic and says, you know, when that lady over there didn't know that a 4473 to gets filled out with an online sale, yet she wants to create more laws. You know, something to the effect of shining light on that little dynamic. And it worked for us right there because she was the dingus who didn't know the laws. But every time it happens the other way around, when an activist Someone who's pro rights attempts to say something and get something wrong. Yeah, it might be a typo, right? It might be a honest mistake, but it doesn't matter, right? The other side is going to use it, and maybe they're going to make a big deal about it, but more than likely, it won't even be a big deal. It'll just be silently. People will hear a mistake and go, if that person is truly using that mistake as their evidence, then... I can't believe anything they say, and they won't challenge you. Uh, most people will just take that as part of their you know, understanding of the situation and move on. So you can lose a lot of people by not being aware of the laws. And the easiest thing is, if you don't want to learn all the laws because they're kind of a pain, is just don't bring them up. Just allude to them. Don't say anything's legit. You know, don't say any or don't see anything as hundred percent, and then nobody can hold it against you, right? So an understanding of laws, or at least an understanding of how to allude to the laws without uh, being specific and losing an argument or losing somebody's attention based on perceived inaccuracies. Uh, What else would be good to have? I think having, uh, at least for a Second Amendment activist, having some sort of a little puppy or maybe a kitten. Now, if you can't have a puppy or a kitten and you have a monkey, that's fine. But something like a puppy is good because, well, then that way everybody knows that you're legit and there's nothing wrong with having a puppy. You save a puppy from being lonely or being sad. So it's a good idea. Uh, Let's see, what else should a Second Amendment advocate have? I would say um, uh, some sort of an ability to travel would be handy or willingness to go to events because there are quite a few of those. Uh, Go into some of the rallies. You know, everybody's going to have their own flavors of what they want to attend. But there's rallies that can be pretty interesting. There are what I'm going to call the evolution of gun shows, which are well happening in various ways. But the gun show has been destroyed by political and apathy and bad business, bad decisions from promoters, and lots of reasons. But the uh, lack of gun shows has created an opportunity for the evolution, the next. So some of those shows are worth going to. And a lot of them are focused on 2A. A lot of them will have at least be open-minded to 2A. If for nothing else, than the little sliver of, wherever 2A affects their game or whatever cosplay or whatever it is they're into. Uh but often the kids that are getting being involved in these new events and stuff are uh more paying more attention to the uh, NFA or to the two A. So often they have some element of two A in them. But uh, being available for those kind of events, of course, industry shows is useless unless uh You know, you're interested as an activist to go and change and cut and, uh, uh, you know, make headway because the industry shows aren't interested in any kind of politics. They almost always shy away from it and then when necessary virtue signal all around it, but they suck at it and they end up virtue signaling and just being complete. All the stuff that would make a bad activist just happens with more money with the industry. They suck, they try to do things, they virtue signal and end up paying organizations that are just there to capitalize on that situation, because there are. Um, Yeah, that's actually what happens, actually. There's organizations that'll just hang out in the shadows, hanging out in the sidelines, and then they know when there's situations like this, when there's a lot of attention, when there's shortages, when there's stress from other political issues, or when there's uh, other rationing or just you know things happening, that's when they'll step in, whisper in the ears of the dumb, idiot manufacturers who aren't paying attention, suggest that they're giving them some insight in reality, exploit, pull money out of the st- situation, keeps the company ignorant as hell because they think they've done something. They spent a bunch of money and they got results. They're they going to be told by the or exploiters, oh, you made a difference. Here's a bunch of numbers. Look how well you did. Their customers are going to just be customers, so they're going to go, oh, yeah, we love you no matter what. We love you. And then uh, their complainers, they'll ignore all the complainers that give them any information about what really happened. So that's going to happen. You're going to see the large companies that are stupid just waste time. Um, so I guess having uh, some ability to go to these organizations, which is some of these events is cool because then you get to, uh, to experience them, shove a little bit of 2A into them. There's the rallies. There's the evolution of the gun shows. There's the old gun shows, which are still worth going to because the old gun shows reach a lot of people, are in cool places, have a lot of history and tradition to them. You learn a lot, um, meet a bunch of cool people, and then uh, find out where they're at. I don't want to assume that they're not up to date with 2A. They may be as current as anybody because usually people that go to gun shows are living guns they're not a uh, casual gun people on every third weekend or gun people on Wednesdays when that one podcast is on or they're gun people you know when their one friends show up from being back on deployment or they're gun people when their kids come back from school or something you know we got a lot of gun people when type of folks and when you go to the gun show it's more of gun people all the time and they're usually uh well, they have a lot more to talk about because they talk about guns all the time. Uh, let's see. So what else would be good to have as a 2 A activist? We've been going for half an hour. Nobody's really saying anything. Um, I can only name five anti-personalities. Really? Well, you've got Beto. You've got... Uh, what's her name? Pelosi. You've got Feinstein. You've got new york guy uh bloomberg and then you've got the other new york guy but then you've got uh the heaviest 50 boxes that you might be using for moving you've got 30 caliber clip you've got the president of california you've got the other guy from california who went to jail um for saying He's not a 30 caliber clip. Who's the guy? I forgot what he said about going to jail and then you've got um, going the other way. I don't know what Giffords has said yet, but you got her. You got her idiot husband. You've got uh, what's her face that worked for Mansanto for a lot of years getting Monsanto to be so awesome. And then Bloomberg paid her more to go work and act like she's grassroots. Oh, if you're not counting politicians. Then you got Matthew McI made 5.6 million dollars. A Hay, who then preaches to everybody about guns. The police should only have guns. That guy, he's anti. You've got the Joan Behar, who is super racist, and then goes on TV and says racist shit on TV about guns. Um, you've got the other one from The View who's super racist all the time, and he was in movies with guns, Whoopi Dunberg. Oh, then, yeah, the kid who they're abusing, exploiting, and uh, making him ruin his, his whole time. Yeah, that kid. Um, there's probably more if we sat there thinking about him. Is it worth knowing all of them as a Second Amendment advocate? I don't even think so. Because who cares about them? What's the worst that could happen? You'd hang out with them? The worst that would happen is you'd hang out with them somewhere, and then you wouldn't know who they are, and they would know who you are, and you hung out with them. And then, what, are they going to teach you to be anti-gun? No, unless they paid you a shit ton of money and were like, hey, we'll give you all this money if you're anti-gun. Then you, what, are you going be anti-gun? So what's the worst that happens if you hang out with them and you don't know who they are? Maybe they figure out that gun owners aren't that bad, and then they go, oh, you know what, I'm going to quit being a jerk. So I think the best thing you could do is ignore those people, forget about them, and then maybe you meet them and you have dinner with them or something, and then they come out being pro-gun at the end of it, or at least pro-rights. Who cares if they're pro-gun, really? As long as they understand that there's 19.8 million AR-15s in the country right this second, and guess what, there has been for years, every single moment of every single year for the last however many years. And very, 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 very never happens with anything, right? Very few things ever happen with any of them. All right, so now other things you could use as a Second Amendment activist. I would think having an awareness of the current responses to the... Anti's questions or demands or uh, accusations or persecutions or whatever the words are. So, you know, they're going to say the same old things. Why should you have this? You don't need this. How do you deal with this? Like They're going to have a couple of different things and uh, they're expecting, they think that they've got you. So, they're expecting you to get frustrated and go, Oh, my rights. Oh, my property. Oh, but the Second Amendment lets me. And they think that's all we care about. They think that's our whole thing because I don't know if they're really in it that much. They're kind of down with it, but they're not really paying attention to what's happening over here. So, as a Second Amendment activist, having some awareness of the uh, debate and having some. Uh, ability to keep the, the new rea- rea- responses uh, would be good. Even if you don't know what all the new responses are, knowing that there are new responses gives you ability to uh, be more confident and having a conversation with somebody I suspect. Don't argue. Well, don't argue facts versus folks using only emotion. That's from Woods. Yeah, I suppose. Um, They're going to come at you with facts and emotionally, you know, like, oh, because I'm just saying that because after watching the last couple of things, I'd started to notice a recipe, and that is to give you some version of only the police should have guns. So it'll say, you don't want crazy people to have guns, so only the police should have guns. Like, you don't want young people to have guns so only the police should have guns you don't want the murderers to have guns so only the police should have guns they'll say that some version of that and then they'll say here's a list of murderers and then they'll either tell you the murderers themselves some of them like to talk about the people there's people that watch murder shows all the time some people dig the people the murderers Then there's uh, the people that'll tell you how many kids got lost. Some people like the carnage and the atrocity. So some people bring that up and they like listing it. They'll list it over and over. They can't get enough of it. Other people will be less heinous and less interested in making somebody infamous or saying a bunch of horrible shit. So they'll just mention the towns and then they'll list off the ones that they've been told about they don't want to hear things like woods is saying they don't want to hear about all the towns that kids are dying in adults are dying in people are dying in on a daily because other things they want to talk about the kids that they've been told to worry about that happened when mentally disturbed people did horrible things in an attempt to commit suicide and become infamous and get the media's attention but uh yeah, those kind of things, you're not going to be able to have uh, good arguments or good discussion or good anything. So that's something that is probably an, uh, an element if you want to pursue that or if you anticipate yourself getting into a position where you might need to deal with having a conversation with someone at a time when it's emotionally stressful for them or you or both. Then having some ability to deescalate or what's the verbal judo some of the uh canned responses some of the things to not do that's pretty important too to know some of the things that can trigger and piss people off and and shut people down so that you completely lose any kind of communication you might have had going uh having some ability to communicate with people is probably a good idea but none of these are prerequisites you don't have to do all of this stuff and you don't have to do Any one of these things and you don't have to do any combination of these things you could do just one you could do a chunk, you know, you could do something adjacent to any of these. Uh, As I mentioned the. uh, Person who might be having a commute or some sort of an opportunity to listen to a podcast for two hours. Or might enjoy listening to a podcast for two hours takes the time to listen to a podcast for two hours doesn't have to be during a commute, I guess. Um. That person has the opportunity to then share their experience, their time spent, and to create more archive. If they just appreciate the podcast they listen to, uh, I appreciate the the military podcast I listen to each week, so I include them in our two a week weekly wrap up. Uh, those things are freaking amazing, and the insight you get from listening to the different occupations that supported the various. Facets of the global war on terror. Uh, listening to people reminisce and recall, and and explain and 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 all that is just it, it fills in blanks and it lets you know the the complexities that you couldn't even imagine. So um, again, being part of that and sharing it is helping to index it in the bigger picture for the mechanisms that are out there, the robots that read the internet when you write down what happened in a show in addition to the show's transcription, in addition to its closed captioning, in addition to whatever the description is from the person who created it, whatever it is, it's in addition to. So it only had so much stuff on the internet, whatever you added added more and it added it more somewhere else. And that's something as a second amendment advocate, Uh, It's something that, again, having the phone gives you the ability to do that. Having the uh, time and the inclination gives you the uh, motivation and the opportunity. But now let's talk about something that facilitates it and something I have missed. And this is something you need no matter if you have a phone or a tablet or a computer or anything else. What am I missing? What am I forgetting? Somebody know what it is? This will get us right to the hour, too, probably. That thing that is missing is, here, I'll put a commercial up, and then we'll see if anybody has, because there are some people watching live, even though this is in the middle of the night, Uh, we'll see if anybody has figured out what the thing is. I figured out I missed, while we have this commercial for something that I find when I click on it. No, not that. How about the store? Gearwebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches every Friday. is Free Patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at gearwebsites.com. Nope, nobody said nothing. So what you need that I haven't mentioned yet is presents not presence but presence so you need to be have some place on at least one social media platform but more than likely you're going to have a sign in a login an account a channel a page on more than one platform more than likely you'll have at least one account on a few platforms And I would say it's not unusual for people to have multiple accounts on multiple platforms, meaning three accounts on YouTube, two accounts on Instagram, three accounts on this one, two accounts on that one, and two accounts and three accounts and two accounts and two pages and three pages and so forth, either because of work and school or I like this interest and I like that interest. I like guns, but I'm scared to let anybody know about them. I like guns, but My work hates them i like guns but i like guns but or i like this kind of guns and i like that kind of guns a lot of nine millimeter shooters will have separate accounts so when they hang out with their nine millimeter friends you know they're bob but when they hang out with their regular friends you know they act like they don't know that guy bob oh that guy bob shoots nine millimeter what jerk that guy's such a jerk right um so yeah if you've got uh all that other stuff we talked about the uh, ability to get on the line and then an interest in what's going on and some awareness and some insight and some uh you know knowledge and i guess some motivation then you need some place to put it you could go bug other people and ask them to put it on their social medias all the time But I don't think that's going to happen very much. People tend to possess their social medias. Not too many people share them around like a bunch of hippies. That's kind of interesting. I never thought about it like that. But there's very few of these social platforms where it's just a big commune hippie thing where everybody's sharing everything without spoons. You know what I mean? Like everybody's just dipping their hands in there and eating out of it. Uh, Everybody's got their own username. Everybody's got their own account. That was very capitalist of them right off the bat, huh? very uh let's put a lock on every door huh and you would think those people a lot of those people call themselves hippies um so yeah have some accounts what's the youtube once would say in here it's something about facebook uh but when there are loads of people are make guns normal wet farts very people rarely use youtube what vert very few people really use YouTube. You know, I suppose a lot of people use YouTube in the respects that they watch a video, wherever it is they're at. And then the video came from YouTube, but they're not over here doing their thing. I agree with you. For a long time, I used to like the YouTube people, the people that created YouTube videos. And then it got very large and, you know, it's not the same anymore. Now it's just like saying, I like people in Tucson. Well, I like some people in Tucson, but I'm sure I don't like everybody in Tucson. So, uh, you know, the YouTube has changed or whatever. But the problem is a bunch of us that do like YouTube know each other. And we've known each other for dozens and dozens of years sometimes. Wait, is that that many years already? It's been a long time. So uh, at least dozen years. So uh, we're still going to use YouTube. And I'm sure there's other platforms where people do that. And the people on Facebook, they're just miserable. So I don't know what it's like over there anymore, but I know that they're miserable and that they hate everything. So I'm not going to use it. But I know lots of people use it. The same thing with Reddit. There's a bunch of people that use Reddit. I'm not going to use it. There's a bunch of people that use Discord. You know what I'm saying? So that's one of the reasons why it's important uh, for folks to decide to be Second Amendment advocates. Because the advocates out there ain't perfect and they ain't doing it all. And nobody could do it all. People that could do it all are doing something else. Um, I don't know why you're saying two minutes out and I don't know what this means. I talked to dozens of people I've known for decades every day. You mean in real life? That's different. Um, well, with that, I think we've chatted a bit about the things that, uh, you might want as a second amendment advocate tools, uh, uh attitudes, um, techniques, and I guess we didn't get into techniques too much, maybe a little bit there. Um, mm-hmm. So with that, we'll uh, look forward to folks who might be putting out uh, comments in the podcasts. Uh, we've been posting this usually Friday or Saturday after the weekly wrap-up. We'll take the audios from the weekly daily gun shows and put well all the daily gun shows and put them up on the different podcasting platforms. There's a whole bunch of them now, so... Todd Bean is one of them, Spotify, and iTunes, and iHeartRadio, and a bunch of others. So uh, if you're out there listening on those, like I say, uh, leave some comments. If you're watching it on YouTube, uh, feel free to leave some comments there. Uh, Doxing by the ignorant with those... Let's see. Doxing by the ignorant... Those with nothing to lose is a real thing. Concerned for myself? No, I choose violence if they choose, but my family's different story. Um, yeah, see, that's a different thing, I suppose, when we're talking about activism and using accounts. There's some strategy there. And if, uh, well, I guess I should not lean back all the way. Um, that's a great point, actually, that uh, not everybody's the same. And, you know, I'm sure like an 18-year-old girl who's just out on her own for the first time, especially in a world where they're trying to tell her she can't own a firearm, uh, she may not decide to uh, run the Internet the same way as a, a 50-year-old dude. But um, that's a great point. And I think that there's definitely strategies and tactics you can do to do uh, deal with anything out there so yeah there's there's different situations for everybody different uh things to be concerned about and we can definitely have specific conversations about those oh snap dj's coming up with a good one here um then as far as uh the family side of that one that's a whole nother one too so let's bring up uh dj's and then i'll try to think about that family one so, DJ puts in, uh, what about a sense of humor, a thick skin, a desire to learn, and an open mind? I don't think you need an open mind. There's certainly some open minded activists, but a whole bunch of them are so concrete minded, it makes you frustrated as hell. And they get things done. So, open minded people are nice, but mostly open minded people just stand around not accomplishing anything because they got nothing else to do. They're not, you know, so open minded that they don't have any ambition. Um, desire to learn. that would be nice but i don't know i guess some of them do i don't know if that's a necessary thing it's probably a handy thing uh and then a thick skin that's interesting so on the internet maybe but i don't know and i don't know if i'm going to suggest somebody needs that uh again if you've got that characteristic that's nice and you might want to share it to people that don't and vice versa because having a thick skin makes you weird you know what i mean if some people that hide behind their thick skin some people that think that that's so necessary that they can't even have a normal conversation with people. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to, I don't want to suggest that's unnecessary. Sense of humor, though, that one I'm kind of digging, and you know, I'd be down for saying that that's a necessary thing. However, i got to be consistent and say that you don't really need it because there's some people that don't have it, and I don't want to leave them out. And some people ain't gonna ever do it because they got some issue with it. You know, somebody beat them with a sense of humor one time, so they're never gonna like a sense of humor. And, uh, you know, they're allowed to like 2A, I guess, even though they suck at it. So there's definitely people out there that are mopes and are weird and that aren't gonna like nothing ever, but uh, they're allowed to like 2A. So as much as I'd like to say all of those are, yeah, I'd say they're nice, but some of them are probably... Like say, the open mind and stuff would probably be detrimental to some people, to most people, to some people, to, to some to some number of people. So going back to the family thing. So I think that's an interesting thing. So you've got uh, Second Amendment advocacy. Is it a family thing? Is it something that takes time from the family and has to be um, like paid for? Like, you know, do you have to compensate in some other way for the time you take away from 2A. And if that's the case, where are we at as a place, as a country, as a group of people who have a common enemy that wants to take away our right to self-defense? What am I saying? Our individual rights, which happen include self-defense. If we're going to depend on people whose wife, kids, parents, children, uncles, whoever is being weird to them or mean to them, or they're ignoring or being weird to or being mean to, right? So that's the whole thing, right? That is a good one. Um, I'm not going to be able to be all, you know, I'm not, that's not something I study or something I pay that much attention to. But again, when we're talking about how to be a 2A activist, what if there was someone out there who had some kind of knack or flair with communication or with family dynamic or with getting people to figure things out or opening up people's eyes to stuff that their parents don't understand or their kids don't understand how effective and useful would they be if they hung out in the 2a space and gave people motivation incentive insight coaching awareness and and some pat on the backs That would be awesome. We got a lot of we got some mental health people, but we we have a lot of mental health conversations. We never get anything like that. Trying to help activists have a family life. There's um, lots of awesome organizations to allow veterans to reincorporate into civilian life, to deal with loss, to deal with physical issues, uh, to deal right. Just being a veteran in 2022 can be a thing for some people. So there's places, there's camps, there's hunting trips, there's retreats, there's get-togethers, there's picnics. How come there's none of that for 2A? Not that we have PTS, but the hell, why don't we have that for 2A? Would that go a long way for our 2A activists' families? Think of how many ladies are in the the girls with guns. Think of how many ladies are in what used to be called, well-armed women is now called, Armed Women of America. And think about how many ladies show up at the Mingle. Think about how many ladies are out there doing two-way work. that ain't getting any recommend, recognition at all. And they're doing it. And they're ladies. So more than likely, they're thinking about, should I keep doing this? Or should I just stay home and make that cake for Sally's thing that she needs a cake for, maybe? Or they're ladies, so they probably don't even need a cake. But you don't even they think they need a cake. So think about all that. And... What would what could people do to facilitate that? And where would we be if all the two A ladies out there had it a little easier? I don't know. Be interesting, right? Uh, so that was some good ones at the end there. Everybody thought it was over, and then we had some really good ones at the end there. Uh, Gunmetal guy is coming up with humor. Not any good. Wait, humor, not any good. If they do a drive-by. what do you mean like if they come by and give you crap and then i don't know i think if you i think people that have a lighter uh who are lighter what's the word that have like you know aren't worried about everything don't get offended by those drive-by type of thing <clears throat> if i'm understanding you right like if the antis are going to come by and say something lame like it's easy i think it's you know better to just laugh it off or to Uh, give them a, well, I don't know, I guess if you're having a debate, you don't want to just laugh everything off or give them a joke. Tools? Yep. I think they're definitely tools. Oh, DJ's saying he meant the uh, things he listed before as tools, so um, what about humor, thick skin, desire to learn? Definitely tools, just not necessities, I guess. Uh, guy saying, I know you're ending this. But we should have a chat one day about tips for combating trolls and protecting family soon. Yeah, definitely. I don't want to say I uh, have a bunch of ideas off the top of my head for protecting family, mainly because I don't want to give weirdos any ideas or nothing. And if I just did it off the top of my head, I'd be scared that might happen. You know, because if I'm just talking about experiences or things or you know stuff, I don't I don't really put any thought into that. So I wanted to be more tactical or strategic about having a conversation like that that being said i would hand it off to somebody else in a second who knows more about it because i don't have a lot of time to put onto a new com- topic i can definitely talk about stuff i know about anytime, time but this would be something new for me and it's important and i wouldn't want to frivolously offer something that somebody might be listening to for their family like no way um Because that's definitely going to be different, again, from somebody who's a 2A activist with a new family. Why wouldn't you want to be a 2A activist with a new family, right? Like, what the hell? We're only 2A activists with the next generation anyway. Like, we don't care. We already, most of us have lived our lives already. Like, we're done. We've got to play with all the cool stuff. Like, we're just riding it out. The youngins, the little kids that don't even know what's up yet, and the kids that haven't even been born yet, them are the ones that we're worried about 2A for, so that this stuff is long-term and not some crap that you read about back in the day. But uh, yeah, I think that would be an interesting one. I don't know who to bring together for that one and how urgent it is, but at the same time, if we don't do anything important for those in for the sake of doing everything urgent, then then one, we give all of our time to the other side who can determine what's urgent, and we don't get good at dealing with the urgent with one hand, right? We need to be able to do things one-handed so that we can do other things also. So yeah, I'm down for that. Uh, Promoting it, not running it. Uh, Let's see. Then a bunch of people saying, Hey to each other. Um, Is barbecue in here? No, that guy doesn't show up for this show. Uh, Life work balance. I don't understand that one. That's up to everybody's thing, I guess. Um, especially after the last couple of years of craziness, right? Like, that's that's a weird one. I mean, that was already weird for people, and then, it, and then it got really, really weird. All right. Well, with that, I think we're right at about an hour. Uh, we had some fits and starts to the beginning of this one. Thanks to everybody who uh, adjusted on the other end of the Internet this evening for uh, everything that was going on here. We will be back tomorrow. We're chatting about Delaware, some weird state. What did we say we're doing tomorrow? I know i seen it, but I don't remember. No, it's Alabama. So we'll be talking about Alabama on episode 1322. 1,322 episodes. They're not all like this. Bob was in here earlier. Bob was the co-host for, I don't know, a thousand of those episodes or something. So, uh, you know, for a long time, it was a totally different show. Uh, The show, this show, the Daily Gun Show, has changed in 1,322 episodes at least 322 times. So lots of different stuff back there. If you want to look back into the archives, here's the thing. If you do... Make some timestamps. Leave some timestamps and let us know you're doing it. You're helping us out. And we'll say thanks. We'll give you something in return. Because you are helping us out. If you can find good stuff. There's 1,322 episodes. 22 of those episodes suck. I'll tell you right now. 22 of those episodes are not worth listening to. The other 1,300 of them are freaking amazing. They're really good. 300 of them, yeah, you know, they're good. The 1,000 of them, though, Holy crap, they're going to change your life. So when you read, when you're listening to those, you don't have to read them. But when you're listening to them uh, and you find something amazing that's like, oh, this this is going to make me a lot of money or oh, this is going to change my life. This is going to make her love me again. Then put a timestamp on there and let us know. And then that way we can use it to enhance the lives of others going forward. And that's really what it's all about is using this show to help other people have a better life. All right. Thanks everybody for showing up. We'll be back to pick you up later. Ninja! It's 11.59 at Radio Free America, and this is Uncle Sam with music and the truth until dawn. Right now, I've got a few words for some of our brothers and sisters in the occupied zone. The chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. John has a long mustache. John has a long mustache. It's 12 o'clock, Americans, another day closer to victory. And for all of you out there on or behind the lines, this is your song. Tonight's <laughs> episode, <laughs> That Was No Lady. Gearwebsites.com You know, there's a super moon out there. The full moon closest to the Earth happening tonight. Go out there and look at the Supermoon. Gearwebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches every Friday. It's Free Patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at gearwebsites.com. Thank you for supporting our projects. If you'd like to buy us a cup of coffee, check out our Patreon channel. The guys and gals at gunwebsites.com. encourage you to take a CCW class every year practice at least once a month and carry every day thank you for watching gunwebsites.com do 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 do, 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 do.